Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. Um, there was a strip club. Yes, that's how I'm going to start my talk today. Um, but so there was a strip club that was... Uh, under construction. They had done so well that they were adding another wing to it. Um, Business was growing, and uh, just a couple of blocks down was a Baptist church. And of course, when they saw this, they decided, they started having daily prayer services, asking God to stop the expansion, because, you know, for them, lots of sinning, right? And so the night before this uh, new wing was all set to open up, there was a fire And the whole strip joint just, uh, nobody got hurt, but the whole strip joint just got burnt to the ground. And so, of course, the next day, the church folk, well, they began to boasting, look at the power of prayer. Look at the power that we have. Until the following week, the strip club sends a letter and sues them, uh, sues the church, because they were ultimately responsible for the demise of the building, either through direct or indirect divine actions or means. All of a sudden, the church denied any and all responsibility for the building's demise. And so when they went to court and the judge heard from the plaintiff and from the defendant, he was just like, well, I don't know how the heck I'm going to decide this case because it appears that we have a strip joint who staunchly believes in the power of prayer and an entire church that doesn't think it works at all. (laughs) And so (laughs) the power of prayer, the power of like acknowledging our beliefs around prayer and the power that it has in our lives as we are moving into this uh, last part of our three-part series on the five unity principles, we're going to be talking about the fourth one, which is about, well, what Dale was singing about, right? Prayer and meditation are the ways in which we can most um, fully get to the place of knowing our oneness with God, knowing that we don't walk alone, and knowing that as we walk this path, we are already embedded with every little thing and every big thing that we'll need to move through whatever challenge or difficulty uh, will be up there for us. But it's a really good opportunity for us to like, just take a step back and ask ourselves, what do we really believe about prayer? How much do we trust it? If you're like me, sometimes I have moments where I trust it quite a bit, (laughs) right? And I remember to go, I've told many of you before, I love that I tricked myself into being a minister because we start every meeting, we start every class with prayer, and so it's become more of a practice, right? We start dinners and lunches with it. And there are areas in my life where sometimes I forget (laughs) to go into prayer. There are moments in my life where before responding Through the pause of prayer, I react. Am I alone in that, or have some of you found yourself in that? And it's just really interesting for somebody that says they believe the power in prayer, how often sometimes I forget to employ the power of prayer. But I think it's a really important thing for us to just continue to see how our prayer life can evolve because it will continue to evolve as we continue to be more open to the activity of God in our lives, to that which is within us, we will feel, I believe, an impulse to continually go into that space of silence 
that space of knowing that prayer and meditation is. And what did we do in the midst of that journey into it? Uh, Unity's core, really, the core consciousness, the core principles, um, that which we believe in, that which has allowed unity to expand and be what it is, is prayer. The movement started as a movement of prayer. I believe that um, our founders here at Unity on the Bay almost 100 years ago, they answered a call of prayer to come to Miami and establish this community. And I believe that each of us are here, whether we recognize it or not, because there was a spoken or unspoken prayer in our lives, not only to find a community that welcomed us, that celebrated who we are, but that also acknowledged how we ourselves are answered prayers. Just think about that. Not only are our prayers being answered, I believe, but we are also the answer to someone else's prayer. How powerful that is when we remember that. Now, affirmative prayer, I believe, is the biggest gift that unity and the New Thought Movement has given the world. And many of us know that there are many different ways of prayer because we've lived most of those ways, right? Like, how many of us have gone into the prayers of despair? Oh, my God, God, take this away from me. Take this away. I don't want it anymore. You know, just take it all away. And we've had that. And I've lived into that. There are those prayers of repair, which, you know, a lot of times we can think of, oh, yeah, no, I just want to repair this part of my life. But if I'm really honest, the main prayer of repair that I've ever said in my life is, they're not all right. (laughs) Can you repair them? Can you take a moment to repair them? Have you been there before? Some of us a little bit more honest about it than others, you know, but yeah, like repair them, repair that which is outside, when in reality, affirmative prayer, what it does is it heals that which is inside of us. It heals that which has kept us from fully acknowledging the way in which God has shown up in us, through us, and into our life, and into the life of humanity. And so it's a really important thing, especially as we are moving through so many different energies and so many different things in the world, for us to become even more established in the power of prayer and make it more of a foundation of who we are and how we are in the world. And it's a wonderful progression, these five principles. You know, we started with uh, God is everywhere present, the first unity principle. And if that is true, then it, it must be true that there is divinity within us because God is present in us. And if that is true, which by the way it is, just letting you know, uh, if that's true, then we are that powerful. We are manifestors, we are creators, and so we create through our thoughts and our feelings. And if that is true, which it is, then for me, uh, then we also then get invited to the fourth unity principle, which is like, wait a minute, if our thoughts and feelings are creative, let's take a moment, let's take a pause to really center ourselves as we are creating. And so the fourth unity principle really reminds us that the power that is in prayer and meditation for that pause to set ourselves right so that what we create and what we allow to come through and ask us is something that uplifts not only us but other people. Again, being the answered prayer that we have been waiting for and other people are searching for. And then the fifth unity principle, as many of you know, is just, listen, these are principles, but 
they're just principles unless you put them into action. And so how do we really allow them to be a part of the map and the dynamic of our own very life and to live from that place of knowing the power that is within us and the power that is within prayer. Mark chapter 11, verse 24 says, So I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. I love, believe that you have received it. Because I think it actually goes even further. It's like, know that you have received it. And not believe and know that you have received it because it's a magical thinking that then all of a sudden will, you know, show up. No, believe and know that you have received it because you have. Because everything that we have prayed for at the core of what we have prayed for, what's underneath the things that we have prayed for, has already been answered because the answer is always God. The answer is always our own divinity. Our answer is always oneness and how we show up in that oneness. So it already is. It's already established. It's an opportunity for us to center ourselves and direct ourselves from that place of that knowing. And affirmative prayer doesn't make something true. It affirms what is true. It brings to light what already is true. A prayer itself, an affirmative prayer, isn't about changing what's going on outside of us. It's about changing what is going on within us so that then we can be changed and then we can live from that place and be change agents in our own life and in the life of humanity. And so the question for me is like, what are some of the things that I want to shift within me? Feelings of unworthiness, amen? Feelings of being separated or feeling separated from God and other people. Amen. Freedom from those thoughts of lack and limitation that have kept me playing small, that have kept me thinking that um, not having is just the way it's going to be rather than knowing that everything that we can desire at its core level, which is God, our understanding of God, it's already ours. And so how can we really move into that? Um, I love Ellen Devonport in her book about the five principles. It says that prayer is not to solicit God, but to solidify us. It is to refresh and realign our minds and hearts with the divine. It is to affirm the absolute good of the universe. It is to move from the ego, that space within us that believes in limitations, that believes in judgment, that believes that we are less than, that finds the fault in things to that place of the soul to contact the Christ of our being and begin to live again from our best selves. We do not beg God for favors, but call forth that which already is ours, the abundance of a universe built on love, seated with intelligence and responsive to every thought. Prayer brings about miracles because we are the miraculous expression of the infinite. Did you get that? That last part to me is so key. It doesn't create miracles. What prayer does, it allows us to remember that we are the miracle. And when we know and we come into our experiences in our lives from the place of knowing that we are the miracles, what could stop us? What could get in our way of really living into abundance, into really living into joy and having peace of mind? When I think about the kind of life I want to have, I think of wanting to experience a greater sense of love, a greater sense of peace, and a greater sense of uh, freedom. How does that sound to all of you? When I think about that kind of life, then what I remember is that that is the miracle 
that I was made to live into. That is the miracle of what I'm here to express. And the more that I own it, the more that I actually get to live it. And prayer reminds me, affirmative prayer reminds me of that. And it's just so powerful to really know that the miracles are taking place from us. So that way, when we are moving through some challenging situations, we're not expecting a miracle to just come rain down from, you know, from heaven. It's actually that we ourselves can show up into that experience as the miracle maker and know that even through this challenge and through this difficulty, I'm going to evolve. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get strong. I'm going to find a greater sense of oneness and connection if I keep at it, right? If I keep at it and don't let the world of circumstances get a hold or control of me, rather allow the spirit of God that is in me to have full control over the way in which I respond and live into my life. And it is a powerful thing to know that that is our choice. That is our choice, how we want to live. And so I, today, choose to live from a place of prayer, meditation, stillness. And I also choose to try to go deeper and deeper into that because I know that it's part of my evolution. It's still a part of the journey that I'm on. Formative prayer makes us ready, not because of the thing that we are praying for is here, but it's because of the consciousness by which we do it. Prayer and affirmative prayer allows us to have the consciousness of openness, receptivity, of trust and of faith about that which we are praying for. And when we are so open and receptive, haven't you found this, that when you're open and receptive to something, you start to see it show up? And most likely it was always there. We're just much more intentional about seeing it and about experiencing it. And maybe at times, it also is just something new that is on the horizon. And it reminds us that we are not victims of the things that take place in our lives, but that we ourselves are able to create out of anything that takes out of that comes into life love light and everything that we know got to be right i mentioned this uh the first time uh, for the first unity principle for me god is the potential for good that is at hand and prayer meditation not only reminds me of that truth but allows me to see it more clearly now that means that it really invites us to step a, take a step back from the challenge, the difficulty, and not get so focused on everything that is going wrong or everything that is going not the way that we want to and start moving into the space of the solution. Start moving into the space of asking ourselves, where is God in this? How can I show up as the divine in this situation? And that in itself has its way with whatever we are moving through. And so it's not about focusing on the lack and the limitation or the negative bank account. It is about having the faith in our abundance and our prosperity. And so affirmative prayer in the midst of whatever may be happening in our bank accounts or at the supermarket or wherever it is, is the thing that allows us to say, I am abundant, I am prosperous, and I can trust that I will have all the things that I need to live the life that I deserve and I'm worthy for. In those places where all of a sudden there's some sickness or disease, you know, we can look at that and recognize that, yes, challenging, difficult, there will be grief, there will be um, things that we have to move through, and we can take a step back and affirm wholeness, love, and the healing power of God is already at hand. However that healing will take place, however that will show up. 
And so I just invite us to be really focused on what are some of the affirmations that we want to live into. I uh, met somebody earlier uh, who was here at the first, uh, the 930 service, uh, and her name was Grace. It was her first time here. I was like, oh, that is my affirmation for the year, that my life will be filled with grace. And there she was, right? And so what are some of the affirmations and what are some of the ways in which you want to experience the truth of your being and the truth of God in your life. Now, what happens when affirmations don't work? <laughs> How many of you have prayed for something and felt it never really came about? I know that sometimes we look back on it and it's like, oh, thank God that that prayer wasn't answered. But sometimes it takes a while to get there, Right? And uh, I recognize that there are times when we talk about prayers, we talk about affirmations, and there are times where we just don't see the results, clearly at least. For example, we've been praying and affirming our building, our new building, for many, many years. And it hasn't fully come into fruition. And a couple, uh, was it last week? I think it was last week and um, two weeks ago, when we gave a tithe and love offering check to an agency, um, I came to find out that there were quite a few people that um, felt like we shouldn't be given, giving our money away because we needed that money for the new building and we needed to move into the new building. And I wanna say a couple of things because it really invited me to think about that, right? First, to just share with you, we tithe because it is our principle. We tithe because <laughs> because we want to be in integrity. If we want the universe to be in integrity with us, we got to be in integrity with the universe. And so that is a way of actually being good stewards of that which has been given to us so that we can move into the greater miracles that are at hand. So I just want to share that with you. If you've had those thoughts, that is just part of who we are. We want to know who we are and live into who we are so that when we get to the new building, that doesn't change us. We are who we are, and we are in integrity. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> it's been a while, and we've been affirming it for a while. And what really I felt with some of those comments was coming up was just that it's in the field that some of us and some individuals are a little tired of praying for it and not seeing it. First, I want to ask a rhetorical question. How much are we really praying for it? because it was only until this past year that we added the Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, one o'clock prayer time, and have we been a part of it, right? And so if we believe in the power of prayer, do we just need to affirm it once every couple of Sundays, or can we make it a part of the energy of who we are? And so I just invite you into that. I also just invite you to know that sometimes things take time. And uh, I was uh, talking to somebody, it's like, some of the biggest things that we, some of the biggest miracles that we wanna live into, they gotta bake a little before we move in. But I will also tell you that for me, knowing that there was this a little bit of uneasiness just really invited me to recognize the ways in which that prayer has been answered. Sometimes we get fixated on how things haven't been answered and don't ask the right question. How has this prayer been answered? And so when I sit with that, I realize the Myrtle Fillmore quote is very much alive in me. I've shared it with you before. Prayer is only preparatory measure. It must be followed by actions based on what was prayed for. 
And some of you may not be seeing all the actions that are taking place. But let me tell you, there is a lot of action taking place. There's a lot of clarity that has uh, happened in the last couple of years. Um, I remember when we first sold to, uh, the building in 2019, there was another building that we were thinking we would move into immediately. And that totally fell through. And people were actually not that happy with what that building is. Now we turn around like, oh, that would have been a really good building. But at the time, we didn't think that way. And part of it for me is, again, prayer is preparatory work. We weren't prepared to move into the new building. We weren't prepared for the answered prayer. Now we are, right? Now we are. Now we know what we want. Now we know how to be open to it. And now when it shows up, we won't question it. We will know it. And that is how that affirmation that we are speaking continues to have a, um, its way in us and as us. And so I really just invite you to um, allow the steps to take place in faith because that is what prayer is. Just trusting and having faith that it is at hand. And trusting and having faith that it is all in divine timing for our best life yet for the best way that we can show up. Now, there may be other reasons why sometimes it doesn't show up. Discover Your Divinity is the book that we're gonna be using this year for the prayer chaplaincy program. By the way, if uh, you've ever thought about becoming a prayer chaplain or it scares you to death, uh, we're going to begin uh, recruiting for it in just a couple of weeks, and it's a great program. We're using this book. It's the first time, and I'm really excited about it. And in this book, um, Linda Whitson Martella says, when we are so fixated on what we think is supposed to happen, we miss what is available to us right now. We miss opportunities because we have limited ourselves and what is possible to a very narrow focus. And so can we be bigger? than our prayers can we be bigger than the thoughts and limitations that we may unconsciously be putting on our prayers and can we really allow ourselves to live into the potential and the opportunity that is at hand another thing that sometimes happens is that we don't realize um, we talk about consciousness here and we have our individual consciousness but we also work with the um, group consciousness, right? So, for example, like we've all bought into um, if the economy's bad, I'm not going to be doing so well. A lot of us have bought into that, right? And so, how can we move past the race consciousness or the human consciousness and the group consciousness? That's why it's so important for me that we're all on the same page about holding in prayer and trusting our building. Because it's not just our individual, but our collective consciousness that we can either tap into or that we have to push through. I don't know about you, but I'd rather tap into than to push through. Amen? And so how can we continue to do that? So from that place of knowing that we've just got to keep with the faith, we've got to keep with the trust that we know that it is at hand, can we speak our affirmation once again? Can we speak knowing that it is taking place? Can we speak letting go of the fears and trusting with faith that it is not only on its way, but it's already manifested and we're just opening our eyes to finally see it? Amen? So let's do it. Speak it with me again. We give thanks that unity on the Bay's right and perfect home is manifested under the guidance of God. Yeah. Now, <laughs> listen. I know it's not easy. I know that we have these desires and ways that we want life to be and living the truth, practicing principle, it sometimes does feel like we're going against the grain. 
staying healthy despite turning on the TV and hearing about all the diseases that are at hand and all the things that we could be victim to. It's not easy to move past that. It's not easy to feel ourselves as prosperous and abundant and know that that is the way of our being when we hear about the economic news or the challenges that other people are experiencing. It's not easy to stay true to the core of who we are as divine expressions of God when we live in a society that wants to tell us otherwise. It is not easy to be the face and expression of love when so many times we see inhumanity taking place. And the God that is within, who we are, is greater than any challenge. And our opportunity is to hold in prayer and to hold in meditation that it is possible for us to live into our truth. Myrtle Fillmore also says that a period of quiet and rest each day is your opportunity to establish yourself at the center of your being, the one place where the supply of life and substance is inexhaustible. Each day, you should have a period of stillness when the soul may gather sustaining power and restoring life. I'm all about restoring life these days. In the world that, if I live in that world, gets me tired and gets me sick, I want to be restored in the truth of my being. I want to be restored in the trust and the faith that God is at hand. We don't have to pray for something. We just have to be awakened to the fact that that something is all in God's time, is all in God's presence, and it is taking place in our life. So wherever you're at with your own prayer and meditation, just add to it. Add to it and see about the miracles that take place as a result of you being a miracle that is still, that is knowing, and that is a faith. It's about a shift in consciousness. And as we live from that understanding, not only do we change, but then our world changes. I'm going to leave you with a quote from uh, a modern-day prophet, most deaf. Because we can choose life and choose that which we use to live our life. He says, you're not going to get through life without being worshipful or devoted to something. You're either devoted to your job or to your desires. So the best way to spend your life is to try to be devoted to prayer. And with that, amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.